T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The show within the show. The show about the show. So thanks for being with us. You can always download us on iTunes using the Permission Granted Podcast feed, but also the DA Show feed as well, and also available on our website, daoncbs.com. Whereas I think the, the most interesting part of the week so far has been Tuesdays back and forth where you called me a doofus and I called you a gluttonous pig. <laughs> Like two children fighting in a cafeteria in third grade. Yes. Yeah. And that was all great name calling. All to do about me thinking that Yankee fans like yourself are spoiled brats because you had a meltdown on Friday uh, during the Girardi no contest, no challenge game. And it's Mm -hmm. funny because I went in to speak to Pete Bellotti's sports journalism class at St. John's University yesterday. Boy, Pete, digging deep here in October. And you're going to do it next week, right? Um, yeah, he's just lining us up. It has to make me wonder, is Pete out of ideas as a teacher here already? <laughs> it's only October. It's only October. I mean, we got a good eight weeks of this semester left, Pete. I got to tell Pete. In your Pete, first semester. Yeah, Pete, I can't do this every semester for you. <laughs> so we played the whole clip. Pete played the whole clip while I was speaking to the class. And they got a real kick out of it. People were really, they really liked it. Well, that's nice the to hear. Ki- the kids enjoyed us sniping at one another. Did they? Which term did they perform better, gluttonous pig or doofus? Uh, I think they like gluttonous pig, but they liked. They really like the end when you go off about Christmas, and well, it's true. I thought about that a lot. I nailed it. You think? I mean, this was one of the great rants ever. You think that if you only got fifteen presents on Christmas, and as you said, Timmy got three, that you should still demand more. You want 30. That You should not be grateful that you got 15 and Timmy got three. Yes. And doesn't that seem a little heartless? Yes. Okay. I I've, I actually thought about this a lot because my mother asked me about this okay. as well. So, did All she right. hear the debate? Yeah, so she saw the video and she goes, so do we never give you enough for Christmas? <laughs> like it was one of those. And I'm like, you're missing the point. Yeah, you should always be grateful if you sit down on Christmas morning for whatever Santa Claus, let's say, has gotten you for Christmas. I, so maybe grateful is the wrong word. You should always be grateful. But it, I think my metaphor I was going for in life is you should always strive for more. You know, I get that you're saying, like, at some point you should be satisfied with what you have. Of course, if, especially if in relationship you got 15 presents and Timmy got three. But I think my point is I could always feel bad for those who don't have as much. But it doesn't mean I shouldn't want more. You should always strive for more. And now, does it mean 
I just ate 15 pounds of mashed potatoes and there's somebody homeless outside my door going, do you have any food to spare? And I look at them in despair and I drop the rest of the mashed potatoes in the garbage and I say, you know, screw you. No, I don't think that's the case. So I think there's a difference between, I don't mean like that. I mean like, yeah, people should get to have that, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't want more. You should always want more if life is out there to give you more. <laughs> but <laughs> why would you Why would you want more presents if you got 15? Why do you need more presents? Because let's say I only got one pair of black Nikes. Maybe I want a white pair too. So let's go back to your mom's question. Okay. Did you always want more for Christmas and always feel like you didn't get enough? There, I Every Christmas morning, I would walk away going, this is awesome, I got this, this, and this, but I would always point to the one thing that was on my list that I didn't Don't get. I think that's a problem? It, I think I have many problems, <laughs> but yeah, that probably is a problem, but that was just kind of my point, <laughs> and I think when it comes to sports teams, I think it relates that no matter how much you win, if you're a true fan, you want your team always to win, and you're sure. never satisfied. Well, you want her to win, but why can't you also be grateful and satisfied and happy? Like, But I, but I think wanting Joe Girardi out and wanting this Yankee team to succeed and wanting a dynasty doesn't mean I'm not satisfied or I don't appreciate the four championships. I'm not totally and I'm not, not satisfied. No, yeah, absolutely, and you got five of them. Okay, that's right. I lost count. I said four. Um, in your adult life. I mean, the, the Yankees have 27. Right, but I I'm doesn't mean I'm not grateful that I'm a Yankee fan and I'm not a Brewer fan. Of course, of course I love that I'm even in this position as a Yankee fan. But that doesn't mean I, I sit on my hands and I don't demand greatness when I don't see it happening. This is such a funny dynamic between us because, like, I don't really ever even remember the Mets winning the World Series. In 1986, right. I was seven Kind of remember it. I love those teams, but I don't really remember like the night that they clinched. I mean, I was seven years old. It's not like I was running around with, you know, pouring beer on myself. That's how I feel about the '94 Rangers. So, I'm just dying for one adult championship for them. But I, I did watch Syracuse basketball win a championship in 2003, and you know that was kind of enough. I was like, I got to see it. This is really cool. We won the Final Four. We won the championship, and uh-huh. now I'm. I'm kind of good. Like I would love to see them win again, but I, but I don't sit there and go. I'm not desperate to fire Bayheim because he's not getting the job. That I'm not desperate to turn over the turn over the program, and I'm just thankful that I got to see it. And you are the exact opposite. Like you want that championship every year, or it's else it's a failure. And the flip side is, I'm the one in this chair, like on the show, that's always pushing for more, that's never complacent, and you're the one that's always like. Hey man, it's pretty good. Like, let's just chill out here. Exactly. So, exactly. Isn't so it's that about, weird that Yeah, like we both feel differently about different things in life. But I think this is the difference. I'm pushing for the stuff that we can control, that I can work towards. And you you're like, no more work, man. Let's not <laughs> <laughs> But you are pissed off about the thing that you have no control over, hoping other people deliver it to you. I agree, but I think that's the <laughs> I think that's the point. I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah, it's the beauty. I, right. I think sports You don't have to work harder for anything. Right, exactly, but I think sports is you like getting angry or getting passionate about something you can't control because it's something you can invest in. It doesn't mean I'm not angry when there's not a bad day at work, but when things are out of my control and I'm investing my time in it like my sports teams, I think that's part of being a fan. But you, isn't it weird that Christmas comes around? You you can't control what gifts you get. No. And you're worried about the one you didn't get. I, I Listen, I'm not saying I'm all normal upstairs. <laughs> There's clearly some kind of psychological issues going on up there. But I still thought that metaphor held strong. <laughs> and I think I made a lot of sense. And and let's, let's be fair. There were plenty of people who agreed with me. There were. I, I think... 
sports is one of those weird things where, you know, you don't feel bad for being gluttonous. I think people are just like, you know, I want to win every year, and what's the worst that's not that that happens? And, we don't win. I don't care. And by the way, I think there is a shelf life to this because if I'm going to be transparent about this, I would say in those Yankee runs, at least in 2011 and 2012, I believe were the years where A. Rod was struggling and Gerard was pinch hitting him with a Banez. If you remember those playoff runs, and they went to an AL two ALCSs, and they lost both of them. I was not nearly as upset at losing those ALCSs as I was with Game Two of this division series because. I was still very fresh off 2009. And heck, even those past couple of years, before last year when the New York Giants went 11 and 5 and they were started that year 0 and 6 and they were 7 9, 7 and 9, I was good. Like, I kind of laughed about it and I was good because 2011 and 2007 were so fresh. But now this year with the Giants, I've had it because they came off an 11 and 5 year and I feel like, well, now the clock's ticking again. Let's win again. And I feel like with the Yankees, I look and I'm, I'm fresh and new and 09 is worn off. And now I'm back to like where I was in 96 where I want more. So I think there is a shelf life. Yeah, I could see that. Here's the difference, though. You're a Rangers fan. I think if the Rangers would have beaten the Kings a couple of years ago to win the Stanley Cup. I'd probably be good for my life. Yeah, I think you I probably think. would be. I, I think at the very least, you'd have a good 10 years. Because that plays into it because I'm accustomed to them not winning. So just getting yeah. that one take. When you're so, accustomed to your team winning and then they don't win. Yeah. And so for the Yankees, like you're at eight years since their last championship and you're already fuming. Yeah. Absolutely fuming. Yeah. But if eight years after a Rangers Cup, you'd be pretty good. I would pro- I think there's something there. Yes. And it should also be noted that in March and April, I didn't think the Yankees are going to the playoffs. There was even a part of me that even told my dad, well, hey, at least we don't have to invest our whole summer. You know, we'll check in and out. And then I found myself, I watched at least 100 games this year, and now I'm ticked off in October. I never thought this was the case six months ago. So I, I maybe there's something to that. I don't know. So you're going to go in to speak to uh, Bilotti's class on Tuesday. Have you decided what you're going to talk about? No. No, not at all. I just went over with Pete. Like, what do you want me to wear, first of all? <laughs> Goes throw on a button down or whatever. He ha- He's the teacher. <laughs> I Whatever he angle he wants me to take, I will take. If it's about, you know, striving for greatness yeah. or drive for success, like, uh, then I'll preach that. Yeah. If he wants me to go in there and be a clown, I'll be a clown. I will basically wear whatever hat Pete wants me to wear because he's right. the professor. It's yeah. his class. Whatever direction or narrative he wants me to take, I can wear many hats and I'll do it. So I spoke to Jolt and Joe Deloisio's Iona College Mass Com class last week, and then I spoke to Pete's St. John's class this week. You're like a, a music artist on tour. <laughs> the speaking engagements just keep rolling, and the speaking tour continues. Not getting paid for any, by the way. And I just hope, yeah, I took Joe D. out for dinner that night. <laughs> Joe, now are you supposed to take me out? So I, I just worry that, I'm the the guest speaker that I was bored of when I was in class because guest Ooh. speakers could tend to be kind of boring. Yeah. So I try to mix it up a little bit, try to make them laugh a little bit, try to be engaging. But that's my inner fear that, oh, boy, am I the old guy that's up here that all the students are like, oh, God, is this over with? I didn't know you were going this angle, and I would have just mentioned this in our previous back and forth. But I, too, used to think about that, whether it be when you threw a movie on in class or a guest speaker, I would always be kind of – immature, almost making fun of the speaker, or just so sure. disinterested. I could imagine. And I thought about my opening line mm. in Pete's class being like, hey, 
you guys probably don't want to hear a word I have to say. <laughs> you're probably bored to death, and you're looking at me thinking I'm some kind of fat slob. Like, mm-hmm. get ahead of it. Yeah. Put in their mind what they already were thinking about me, and I think that would engage them more. Yeah, self-deprecating. Poke fun of yourself. I think self-deprecating and and telling them right out to shoot what was going to happen to them, and then maybe they don't do what yeah. I called out. Yeah, I think that's a good. I think Strategy. that's a good game plan. There were two things that uh, I noted from the students. They, they were both really cool classes, uh, very good questions. Kids seemed generally engaged, which I kind of can't believe. I, I think for Pete, they were kind of held hostage because it was part of his actual class. Right. For Iona and Joe D, it was after class. So people had to come. Then we had about 30 people there. And I'm surprised the number was that high, by the way. You got to voluntarily go to something. I agree. And then I asked as a joke, like, did they pay you to come here? And it was like five points on a project. Ah, okay. Hey, you know what? I think that was that worked for me to have at least people to talk to. Uh, I was kind of shocked. In both classes, nobody was on their phones. I mean, I Mm. would just assume that everybody's on their phone all the time. Some people were jotting down notes on a laptop, but nobody was on their phone. So I was shocked. Are sure they were jotting down notes, or were they playing with Snake or something? I I don't think we're playing Snake anymore. (laughs) Boy, I just date myself. It could have yeah. It could have been War of the Clans or something. Clash of the Clans. (laughs) Um, the second, so I was very impressed by that. The second part was last night, <laughs> there was a young woman. I try to look around the room to make eye contact with everybody, you know, make sure that they feel engaged. I look around the room to a woman on the, the left. Her eyes are closed. Oh, <laughs> she's definitely sleeping. <laughs> sleeping through oh. Professor Bellotti's class. Or at least resting her eyes. And look, this was 730 on a Tuesday night. I feel like if you worked early in the day or up early, you're sitting in a class and you're trying to pay attention at 7.30 at night, I would close my eyes too, <laughs> you know? Right. Have you ever do that? Rest your eyes and just listen? Just And just listen. But the problem with that is I used to do that and I'd be out cold. <laughs> I'd be out cold. This, but- this happens to me when I'm in the um, that my hairdresser's. Uh, chair. Now, the fact that you just uttered that sentence. I know. Well, she, she's a she's a family friend. You know Aunt I Kathy. know. She's great. She's not really my aunt, but she's like an aunt. She's a close family friend. Everybody has that aunt who's not really an aunt. Yeah. So she does my hair, um, and, and she's like a professional, you know, hair stylist or whatever. So when I go over there, she's so funny, and she just talks a mile a minute that I just sit down, and I feel so at home that I just close my eyes. Like, for some reason, it's that hypnotic trance that my eyes just go closed. I can't keep them open. So I right. just listen, and I laugh, and I listen, and I'm awake. But um, <laughs> the girl last night just did the same thing to me. See, that's <laughs> it's hysterical. It's also surprising because I would think in a class like that that's, what, the business of radio or what or whatever, this isn't your, like, foreign language class, let's say, right. or, or a math class. Like, yeah. you would think if you're taking any kind of class that involves radio or insert different major here, it's something that you're interested in taking because it follows your major. Mm. Does that make any sense? Yeah, you would think. Ah, who, think, but, who, who could who could figure out these kids these days? It's so interesting, though, because when you think about it, you're like, man, I, I take my study seriously, or these kids in college have it so good. And in a way, they do. Like, that's just like a little bubble mm-hmm. of life that, um, you know, you'd love to go back to. At the same time, man, I, I remember going to classes and, like, not even bringing a notebook, not even barely paying attention, just showing up to sign in. Right. You know, uh, just 
just let me pass. I don't even care about my GPA. You know, there was a lot of those that happened. So a lot of those. Those are most of mine. I can't blame the kids too much. Hey, before we get out of here, um, how was your public address announcing on Saturday? Will you get the invite back? Uh, I have already been invited back. As a matter of fact, we are taping this on Wednesday morning. I am meeting with the varsity coach Wednesday when I get home from work. Hello. Yes. Uh, I'm receiving my payment, obviously, for my work. But, they give uh, you $60 cash in an envelope? I, I don't want to knock on what I, I'm assuming that the government isn't involved here. <laughs> but, but he said, uh, we would like to have you back in a couple of weeks, and I want to go over a couple of things with you. Oh. So, And I, then I texted him. Very briefly, I'm like, okay, did everybody, you know, like what happened? Because I got a, a lot of quick positive stuff from people there. He, quote, they loved it. Um, I will tell you more when we uh, when we get in there. Oh, I can't wait to get so the feedback. I'm going to get some nugs today. I'm going to get some nugs. But apparently they loved it. Administration loved it. Uh, I did get caught, and I'll get into this little side B with Pete, in a little bit of a tug of war between the athletic department and the music department. Oh. And I was caught playing middleman. Oh. So I'll, I'll discuss this with Pete coming up here inside B and get his thoughts on it. But it, it, I hope that I'm, I'm not being used as a pawn in yeah. anybody's game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <You know? that's... laughs> I'm team school. I'm not team department. That's great. Oh, the power, the power struggle. Uh, speaking of which, I went back to my high school last Friday and uh, filmed my recent episode of Nomad, which is my uh, travelogue web series that's available on YouTube. So you can check out... Go to YouTube, search my name in Nomad or my first name, Damon and Nomad, which is backwards. Uh, Damon is Nomad backwards and vice versa. So you can check that out and uh, check out me traveling back to my hometown to watch a little high school football. It's a dramatic win for Warwick, my high, uh, my high school, on the last second play. Touchdown to win it, called back on holding, and then a field goal to win it bounces off the crossbar. So it was dramatic. Warwick must have been playing the Giants would be my assumption the way that game ended. <laughs> So check that out by going to YouTube, and I also tweeted it out and put it on Facebook as well. Side B, coming up now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, the executive producer of the DA Show, as you just heard on Side A with DA. We are joined here on Side B with Pete the Body Bilotti. Pete, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I, I bet dream. I bet you are. Now, one thing you just noted as you literally I just got done with DA on Side A. This is probably the first PGP I think we've ever put out that simultaneous back to back Side A and that, Side that's B. That's a remarkable thing. You walk in and we are taping this in the Boomer Esiason studios on CBS Sports Network and WFA in New York. Uh, it's a free studio we have right along this ring, and that's where we're taping it. And you walk in, you notice where I am sitting is the board op, Eddie Scazzeri's chair for that show. And what do you notice, Pete? Two arms. There are two arms on this chair. Now, as has been noted, Pete, on Trash Tuesday after Trash Tuesday, many of the chairs, it's not just Pete's chair, my chair, and you can count them throughout these studios, for whatever reason, all keep having one arm snap off. And in Pete's case, two arms two have arms. snapped off. And Pete, Pete, what do we do here? Because we have found a chair with two arms. Uh, we don't. St- we, we do not acquire a chair from Eddie Scazzeri. We try to find another chair around the building because there are chairs now with arms. So we got to find one that has two arms. So this is the ironic part. So now we have. We know that the two arm chairs exist because there's one here. This morning, once again, I went on to day eight, like I'm on Survivor on CBS, <laughs> eating oatmeal with a with a plastic knife because we haven't had forks. 
or spoons. They usually all our cutlery is provided in this little cafeteria area. And we haven't had forks and spoons. I believe, Pete, this is about to conclude two full weeks of this. This, it, this is the ration of uh, utensils 2017. It's unbelievable. So no utensils. So I have now stolen a bunch of forks from Chipotle. Pete has bought forks from a pharmacy downstairs. I bought three packs of, of assorted cutlery from the pharmacy. Three bucks. It, it, so basically, between forks, spoons, and we got two armchairs here, what, what has happened here at CBS Sports Radio and the CBS Radio Studios is we've become a prison where we all have money in commissary, where we're allowed to buy what we want, and people need to make some trades here. So my thought is, how many forks and spoons can we put together to trade for a chair with two arms for our oh, show? Oh. That's what it's come to here. What hot- is this environment we're working in? But didn't you say the hot water was, was Oh, that was the other thing, the too. too. We had no hot water this morning. I had to microwave cold water, <laughs> and we were at a coffee cup. Suddenly, somebody was hiding seven coffee cups, because that's where I put my meatball, my, uh, my meatballs, my oatmeal, <laughs> in, a, in a coffee cup. So no coffee cup, no hot water, no forks, no spoons. Can't get a chair with two arms, but they just put a nice new glass door in over here. <laughs> That's where it all went. To that Can you imagine? This through. is, I mean, we are working for a, what we think is a prestigious company here, and I cannot believe the situation we're well, in. I think the big thing for me is the is the um, is the cups. I, it's cu- that's a good see. Okay, Pete, cups is number one to you. That's number one to me because and there's always seems like there's always a problem with cups. Around here. And now the cups are used for coffee, which we also get provided with free coffee. And I think the coffee machine is also down right now. Well, I I don't drink coffee. I have tea. But Mm -hmm. I need to have tea in the morning. All right. To wake up for the – for our – for for my shift in the morning. Oh, you mean you can't just wake up spry at 3 (laughs) a.m.? That doesn't happen for you? (laughs) No. There's there's no uh, Fred Astaire out of the bed with a uh, singing in the rain or I, I clap my feet together. That doesn't happen. So for so cups for you is more important. Cups than anything. for me is important. Um, the utensils are uh, is important too. But I like to try to bring utensils either way with my lunch or my breakfast. Yeah, I think for me because I've now gotten so accustomed to being able to eat oatmeal with a plastic knife, I would say spoons are no longer important to me. I think forks are important because if you have something you need to use those prongs to stick into, like a piece of chicken or a potato of some sort, like if you're heating up any sort of lunch, that's what happens. I think a spoon now, if I'm eating a pudding, a yogurt, and oatmeal, pudding. now now I know I could do it without cutting my mouth on a knife because I perfected that. I think a spoon has now become the least but important, a fork dangerous, most important. That's a dangerous uh, thing in this atmosphere. It's well, this is da- these are dangerous happen. times here, obviously. We're eating, we're eating things that should be... Uh, Eaten with a spoon with a knife. I, I'll, I'll give you one. One time I had to eat soup with a fork. <laughs> How does that even work with the liquid? And and it doesn't. It doesn't. You eat. You basically eat the noodles and then you drink the liquid. <laughs> that's, a, that's the only way to do it. I like like we're having uh, spaghettios. Uh, that's exactly what happened. I just I'm just very over it. it it's it's outrageous. So. Hopefully by next week's PGP we have some kind of answer to chairs and cutlery, but maybe not. Either either that or we'll be fighting with each other. Which could happen. That's what happens in these kind of environments. That's right. People yeah. begin to turn. Survival of the fittest. <laughs> right. Himself. Speaking of poor working conditions, Pete, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if you caught any of what I put up on Facebook Live over the weekend, but I had, and I was just talking about this with DA, my debut right. as a PA announcer at West Babylon High School on Long Island for their homecoming. And first of all, let me take you inside 
if you will, on what went down. I show up there, and where I have to go is not like your press box that anybody would see at a stadium or like nice seating. It's a it's a tower uh, essentially. It's almost like a treehouse where you're going to be where I have to, you know the electronics, the microphone to get in there. I walk through what looks like a, a shed. It smells like horse crap. <laughs> it's got you know it's all sorts of hoses and everything else. I climb up these old stairs, and it's almost as if it's. You ever see the movie Jack with Robin Williams? Oh, yeah. That's what this treehouse reminded me of. Like, I, every step I took, this thing is going to snap. There's no Jennifer Lopez in there. <laughs> teacher. No, 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 no. And that's what I thought. Every step I took, I'm like, this thing is going to smash in a million pieces. Anyway, I get up. The athletic director's up there. He hands me. I have all sorts of different reads I have to do and all sorts of stuff. And it, it couldn't have been more disorganized. And anyway, they wanted me to use my phone through an auxiliary cord. This is how their setup is to play pregame music. Okay? <laughs> How'd that go? Well, so anyway, what happens here first and foremost is to play the music, um, one of the kids came up and goes, can we play my playlist for pregame? He puts it on, and it's every curse word under the sun. <laughs> and the coach is up there screaming at me from the field. He's waving at me, stop it, stop it, stop it. So I have to stop it. F word, F word. So now I'm trying to find clean music, so we get to that point. And the coach tells me, and the athletic director tells me, play as much music during timeouts and stuff as you want. We want to get the crowd up. We never get the crowd up. I said, okay, great. But what seemed to happen was they failed to tell me, and they threw me under the bus, was a lot of this is done by the band, who apparently a lot of people in this athletic department <laughs> are not fans of the band's job that they do at these football games, Pete. So th- I'm getting words mumbled to me by certain guys, saying, you know, screw this band, drown them out. I'm like, drown them out? These are hardworking kids. But right. I guess I'm, I'm, what I'm understanding is I think there's a divide between people or coaches in the athletic department and band teachers. First, first of all— I wonder if this goes on at other schools. First of all, I was in the band— and we had to do these things. People in the band don't want to do these things. It's usually something that's set up. Oh, the school wants you to do it. Right. Blah, 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 blah. So if you think drowning them out is going to affect them, it's not going to affect them <laughs> because because they don't want to be there just as much as the other person doesn't want to be there. Well, Pete, it got it got to the point where in the second quarter, they're up 14 nothing, and I queue up. The band was kind of going in and out. I was trying to give the band the first chance during timeouts to play music. And if they waited more than 10 seconds, I was going to jump in with music. That was the way I approached it. I thought it was smart. I end up playing a little Seven Nations Army. All of a sudden, roar from the crowd. They all start singing it. Whoa, uh, uh. So I go to cut it out. The very next break, within instantaneously, the band plays Seven Nations Army. And the crowd continues <laughs> to sing. It was like, oh, well, now the band is going to follow what I'm doing. Oh, it's a duel. duel. It was almost like the band said, well, he can't outdo us by hitting that button, and we're going to play that. And I'm, I'm looking at the gym teachers, or I'm not even going to name their names in case anybody gets in trouble. And I'm like, wow, you believe the band's doing that? And every time I tried to mention the band, it was bleep the band, F the band. <laughs> there was no like thought process. It was like, wow, you guys really hate them for what? <laughs> so now halftime comes. Well, I, I should say this. So now when I went to go to Facebook Live, for those of you who picked up anything in Facebook Live, and they're archived at Facebook.com slash DA show, I did two of them. I had to notify the other people in the booth. There was like six of us there. Guys, I'm going to go live on our show's Facebook page, so please you know, watch the language. You know, I'm going to try to broadcast. You know, We'll just keep it up. They didn't care. So you hear blatant. If you listen closely, at least towards the end of a couple of them, you can hear blatant F-bombs being dropped. <laughs> and I had to stop them. And towards the end of the first one, I got this coach next to me who I haven't seen in 15 years since high school, and he's won't stop asking me about my job. And DA played a little of this on the air, and I explained him, oh, it's a good show, and he's asking me what I do, the ins and outs of the show, and I'm giving it to him. But it gets to the point where he starts asking me about Craig Carton. 
Oh, enough. Uh, enough. And he goes, he goes, so what happened there? Oh, how, yeah. how much was Craig making? He's, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm broadcasting live oh, now right. on social media to whoever wants to listen and hear this conversation. So if you hear, you see that video, the first video abruptly ends, oh. that's why. And I turn to him, I go, are you serious right now with these questions? Oh. I just told you we're on Facebook Live. How about you start talking about him about his union meetings? Ex- I mean, really, come on. Can they, you stop? Can you stop? And he didn't care. He did not care. He goes, whoa, whoa, we can't talk? Like, he couldn't grasp the problem. Process, right? Facebook Live. That's so. the problem when you have go go do high school PA. You have everybody thinking, oh, we could talk and blah blah blah. There's no sense of professionalism. No, zero. I was trying to be professional, so I'm sorry if you saw that first video cut out. And the process of this: the band hands me some piece of paper to give their senior halftime announcements <laughs> to announce all the seniors <laughs> and announce and announce the songs they were doing. They thought they were doing like the Thanksgiving Macy's halftime parade. Pete, <laughs> it's like you know this is Fantasia and the product. So they give me these four things. So I look at this stupid kid wearing this feather on his head. It looked like like it was called a drum major. I guess he was. Right. And he looks at me and goes, all right, well, this is your reads here to do for us to introduce us all for halftime. I look at him. I go, well, what's my cue? Like, when do I go? And he goes, well, we're going to go out. We're going to form these circles. And he can start reading and just follow along. Because just follow along. <laughs> follow along. And there were like several different songs and I was supposed to keep introducing. Long story short... And you can see this on that first Facebook Live. They never go out and form the circles. They're waiting for me for like five minutes <laughs> to announce them. And I don't announce a word. And finally, they just march out and say, forget me. Okay. All right. I, I think I know what happened here. Because being a member of the marching band. You were in the marching band? I was in the marching band. You didn't yeah. tell me this? I was in the marching band. Okay. So they were probably, because they have the marching well, Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What did you play? I was in the the pit. I played like the timpani and all, all the what percussion the instruments. All the percussions. Okay. Yes. All yes. right. We had to get that out of the way because I would have been not, asked. Not that. the drums on the field. The drums off the field. Gotcha. Okay. So I played that. But as part of the show, an announcer for a regular marching band show, an announcer would say, "Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Copeg High School marching band. This is Division Avenue High School marching band." Right. And, and, and it, it says, go. and it was like a thing led right. by director. Ba 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 ba. I had that thing right. So I was supposed to read this for them to take the field, right. but this, I'm going to call him this idiot with the feather on his head. Didn't explain it. Didn't explain it properly. He right. told me they would go. They were going to form the circles, and then I was going to introduce their first song. Right. Not introduce them totally. So I end up being behind. They end up start playing the first song. I'm like, well, they already started playing this. <laughs> so then after they finish the first song, I do the first read. This is the West Babylon High School marching band introduced by so and so. Then they go into the second song. <laughs> So now for the third song, I end up combining the first song's introduction with we're doing Fantasia from whatever, and here's this. And then right after that, I had to rattle off about 50 seniors' names off (laughs) because it was homecoming. And long story short, by the time I'm done rattling off stuff, the freaking high school team's running back onto the field to start the second half. I'm I'm stunned that they had you introduce the names of the songs. Usually usually with that, it's just the introduction. uh, Is the field major ready or whatever? And then... You would think. You do your show, and then at the end, you do something. But now I got So now I'm mumbling to these coaches who are running the scoreboard and stuff next to me, and we have like a coordinator next to me. And I'm telling them, you know, I keep turning the off hell the mic. that coordinator? Well, no, the offensive coordinator. Okay. So I'm turning off the mic every time, and I'm going as they're playing a song. I'm like, wow, this is really unorganized. And again, they gave me no insight. These guys are there every single game with the band. No insight, like, hey, it'll be all right. They could tell. They're they, sabotaging them. No. Every word was F the band. <laughs> F the band. Right. F the band. And I'm going to myself. I'm not getting stuck in between this. I don't want anybody for the band come up and going, I'm I'm saying screw them. This is your idea to screw them over. Right. And basically, long story short, I apologize to the West Babylon High School band if I messed up their halftime, but we just know the athletic department is not behind you. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good that they know that. Well, that's ridiculous. I mean, like they ask you to come there to pay you. You know what you just do? You just you just go 
you take the check or whatever you take, and you just read. Don't give. Don't worry about an order or anything like that. And if anything goes wrong, anything goes wrong, that's on them. And the other part of this, before we let you go, the raffles. Enough with the raffle tickets. Oh, they had like me read off thirteen raffle ticket number winners. <laughs> and the problem is they didn't bring them to me at halftime. They bring them to me like start rattling them off in the fourth quarter. <laughs> so it'll be like third down. They make the tackle, and I'd go. And if you have number zero zero four seven six. You've won a gift they, card to Maggio's Pizza. They don't get it. They think they, they're the same people that think if you're in a baseball game, while the batter is taking pitches, right? Uh, that oh, you can rattle off anything. It's a bunch of moms who had no idea what was going on. Right. It, it was brutal. Uh, but anyway, I have to get to do a CBS Sports Minute now because this is really the way this oh, hour is consumed. So, so Pete, thanks for side B. You could follow Pete at Twitter on Twitter at CBS PDB. and you can follow me at Miraz CBS. Have a great week, everyone. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.